0: I've seen things you people wouldn't believe.
1: You sit down, you old son of a bitch. You can go suck a fuck.
0: Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth, how exactly does one suck a fuck? There's nothing here for me. The town is dying, the mine is dying, everybody knows it here but you. God, I don't give a goddamn! Fucking, you shot him. I'm glad that you shot him. I'm fucking glad that he's dead. Are you Louis Spoon? Yes, I'm Lou. You live here? Yes, that's right. Are yeah, we come inside? Why? Why not? You want to? Yes. I don't care. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode number twenty-eight of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo.
1: And I am Gabe. How are you? How are you doing, man? <laughs> dude, I'm doing What fun.
0: an occasion this is, right?
1: It is, dude. That's like the episode I've been looking forward to.
0: Yes. Um, I mean, we've had a couple of special episodes so far, right? Um, yeah, this like must be number... S- seven. Seven, right? Yeah. Four times seven is 28. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> we can do math. Yeah. Well, basic math, yeah. But um, yeah, if you're new to this... Um, show basically every um four episodes we don't talk about the best thing that we've seen all week but we talk about the best thing that we've seen from one person like uh, his or hers entire career and we've had this uh person planned for basically since we started the podcast because this is someone that we uh are both very big fans of um would you say that he's your favorite actor I think it's always changing, but I think he's like definitely in the top three. And
1: rewatching and watching a couple of new films from this person just reminded me of how amazing this person's career is. And pretty much every movie that I see him in, is it's just great. Yeah, which made this list incredibly hard to put together. I don't know <laughs> how you felt uh, putting your list together, but it was very tough. I've, yeah, I've never had so many honorable mentions and so many <laughs> things that I should have been on this list, but didn't quite make it and things that are like, I don't know, number four uh, and five or something like that and most of this is pretty interchangeable at times because it's just how you look at the things. Like, how awesome is the film? How awesome is he in this? Yeah. I don't know. So many little things and I don't know. I think he's also one of the actors we've
0: seen most films of, both of us. Well, it was interesting because, and we we spoke about it on previous episodes as well, there were some things that some big things that I was missing as well, um, and I got to—I got around to watching. Uh, I think I watched four things in preparation for this. Four I, new things. Four new things. Yes, All I didn't—I right. didn't get to rewatch anything. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you might have to help me out on some of the movies or, or things we talk about, because obviously the concept of the show—we we might not only talk about films. Uh, we might only talk about films as well, but uh, we could also be talking about some shows that. Um, this person was a part of, or even uh, some YouTube videos. I don't know. And obviously, uh, Gabe and I, we have never, um, we 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 haven't discussed our list beforehand, so um, we don't know what the other person will choose. And obviously, we're going to count down the top ten things we've seen. And um, once we get to that number one spot, that is sort of the the best thing that we've seen from that person. And I mean, I have uh, an idea of what your top. Well, I, well. I'm gonna go. As, I, I <laughs> might know your number one, but I don't know. Maybe things have changed over there over the years. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I have to say uh, I've re- I've watched two new things for this list, and okay. I've rewatched a ton. Okay, and pretty much every film on this list that I've right here is something that I watched new or rewatched in like the last seven days, except for maybe two things. So I've I've watched quite a bit, and it just reminded me of a couple of things that I completely forgot about, and just reminded me how great he is at times and i was like i don't know i love him uh before we say his name but i was gonna I was say like, we haven't even said the name man <laughs> yeah but i was like i don't know maybe title. i build him up too much maybe i was just a fan of him at times and i don't know he's done some cool sh- things let's rewatch it and some things that I rewatched i think became even better now that i've seen them again right
0: so, well to say it's uh yeah it's gonna make for an interesting list that's for sure definitely um, yeah and as you said before um i completely agree this was one tough list to put together because yeah. um the top five for me were set but not like the order of them. You know what I mean? I had yeah. like my, my top five films or things. And um the the like the bottom of the of the list, like ten through six, was incredibly difficult because yeah. Uh, yeah. There's many, many great things to choose from and I also got some honorables <laughs> <laughs> that I just need to throw out so that I so that people don't you know get mad that I haven't mentioned it. But I, I think, will wait, this will be controversial too. I will leave out some things that might be revered. <laughs> I think I know your number one spot
1: the best thing that you've seen. I think there are two films and I'm not sure which one you're going to pick. Yeah, I, I, have I an feel idea.
0: That, I feel the same way. <laughs> 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 I feel exactly. I, it's going to be just I, I know one I know that you know one of the two. I'm mm-hmm. interested in hearing later on if you if you guessed both of them correctly but yeah right. I mean uh, should we get straight into it or is there yeah sure anything...
1: I think it's gonna be a long list because there's so much we both can say about pretty much every one of these films because we're what talking about <laughs> you say the <laughs> name let's do it on One, two, three. Jake Gyllenhaal thank you for yes. screwing me over and <laughs> sure. not saying it with
0: me <laughs> no, it's uh, it's your honor dude you, you, you. Right. one of your favorites
1: <laughs> yeah well one of yours as well sure sure <laughs>
0: I think I'm interested if you have
1: anything on your list that I haven't seen. I doubt it, or the other way around. Yeah, but I doubt it as well. But I don't know. They like I had uh, like a list of about 15 films in the end that I want to either rewatch or watch again. Yeah, Uh, watch again or watch uh, for the first time. I mean, and I didn't get to see three films,
0: something three films that I haven't seen yet, or four. Okay, which would you? But do you think that? these films would have made your list like just probably in terms of not they okay.
1: might have surprised me but they're like especially older things yeah. uh from Jake Gyllenhaal's career that, Gotcha. I don't know we'll see
0: well i mean he's been working uh, since the early 90s i believe yeah, yeah since he was like a child i think mean, yeah. he was
1: born in 1980 i looked it up recently I think I think. You word for it, yeah so yeah
0: and he's done so many great things ever since and he's still yeah. going strong i mean especially uh, in recent years to yeah, be honest yeah absolutely so many cool things and um yeah one of our favorites of the show. <laughs> and um, let's get into it. I'm excited.
1: All right. Uh, who's going to start this episode? I think... What was the last special? Let's just go The last of special that. was uh, Scarlett Johansson. I think you started with Ghost World.
0: That's right. And we had that beautiful synergy moment where you had yeah. that at number 10 as well. And uh, one, one last thing. Obviously, if um, we're going to start at number 10, obviously. And if one of us mentions a thing that the other person has significantly higher on their list, we're simply going to save the discussion... Yeah, for when we get to it on the other person's list so that we don't but talk I, about it twice.
1: I think like some of the great films, I think we're going to have quite close together. Yes. I think.
0: Who knows? Well, yeah. Well, Gabe, start us off. What's your number 10? All right.
1: My number 10 is Okja, Netflix film. <laughs> and I absolutely love this film. In terms of which <laughs> film I love with yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal in it, I think this film would have been way higher. But the thing is, the reason I love this film is not necessarily because of him. I wasn't a huge fan of his performance the first time I saw the film. Now that I rewatched it, I appreciate it more. And because it's so fun and wacky, but it's quite disturbing at the same time. Because it's a film about uh, animal rights and from the now pre- very much acclaimed director Bang Jung-ho, who made Parasite. Yeah. And this being like his second or third uh, English-speaking film, Ogjo. Also partly set in Korea yeah with uh, Korean actors but I think I absolutely love this film more or mostly because of like Paul Dano the main actress but I also very much uh, now kind of really like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this film but it's not the reason I love it so much because of him so I I had to put it on my list but I didn't want to put it any higher than number 10
0: yeah I'm surprised it's number 10 Uh, I thought this would be higher
1: because there're so many other things coming up where he's like in um either the leading role or like very uh predominant uh, sure. or very strong uh supporting role and i want to talk more about those films because those are Jake Gyllenhaal Hall films and those are the films that if anybody wants to see a great <laughs> Jalen Hoffman,
0: those uh, are the ones that I would recommend. I'm, I, I'm guessing you don't have anything other than films on your list. <laughs> Is I'm going to be honest about
1: this, yeah, because I don't know any
0: shows uh, of him. No, I don't think he's been him. a part of a show, has he? But I I'm don't just, think so. Maybe like a YouTube a video. of yeah, but, but I mean, he, what a role in this one. He's like eccentric as fuck. Uh, yeah, because he's over like this the top and stuff.
1: nature documentary guy who then uh, gets picked as like the... the marketing or like the face of a company who wants to branch out into or well a good alternative for meat so they kind of made a new animal or they said they discovered a new animal which is got kind of more eco-friendly because it's produced less waste and it's easier to i don't know get the meat from i don't know uh what exactly <laughs> they said but the thing is and he's this yeah this guy who kind of who's only thing is now to be like the face of this company and his career is going, kind of going downhill and he's so in love with himself but so desperate because he's not getting the attention he wants and he's treated more like a puppet by the company and nobody respects him at all. Mm-hmm. It really takes a toll on him and he just becomes this monster because he's so vain and so self-obsessed. Yeah. yeah. This is a very disturbing scene. I think you know which one I'm <laughs> I talking know, about. I think I do, yes. In the facility. Yes, yeah.
0: where he breaks down. Isn't yeah. That, doesn't he like break down crying and uh, just... Do some horrible shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah this, is, this did not make my list. I did not like this movie a lot. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was like a, an average movie. And this also might be controversial because as you said, it's now... <laughs> uh, it's, it's directed by one of the most acclaimed directors now. And um, it just didn't do it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I have to make a very controversial statement with I prefer this film over Parasite. <laughs> That is very controversial. Because but I, I think
0: every film you, you rank above Parasite is controversial these days. It's apparently yeah. the greatest film ever made. So.
1: <laughs> it's a good film. But I don't know, Ogja is like one of the most heartbreaking and very real endings that I've seen.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I, have, yeah. I got nothing to add to this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, so, what's your number 10? So, my number 10 um, is Source Code. All right. This one did not make my list. All right. I was um yeah i'm not surprised it almost did not make my list, but then again, the concept alone is sort of enough for me to um put it on the list because I rewatched this like a couple of couple of months ago and um it it didn't hold up as, as well as I, as I remembered it. Um, it was still f- fun. I, it, if you don't know yeah. Source Code, it's first of all, it's directed by David Bowie's son. I mean, if that's not <laughs> a selling point, then... <laughs> uh, no, you, no, we don't want to... Uh, you know. He's also made Yeah, Warcraft. he's made great, great movies. <laughs> well, and Moon. And um, Moon, no.
1: He's done some cool stuff, but also yeah. um, some... You didn't
0: like Warcraft, I know. I didn't like all, it yeah. either, but yeah. Uh, Duncan Jones is his name. Uh, um, yeah, and um, it's about... A guy who wakes up on a train, um, sort of not really knowing where he is or who he is because he's apparently taken on a new identity. And then uh, after a bit of time passes, the train explodes. And then he wakes up in this capsule or whatever. And it is revealed that he's like a former soldier who um, was injured. And then they're using him to test out this source code thing in which they can use um, the memories of the deceased from the train to sort of rebuild that scene, and he is sent back in there to find whoever detonated that bomb, the bomber. Yeah. And uh, he's got like eight minutes every time he he uh, gets sent into it. And Michelle Monaghan is in, is who I'm a big fan of, ever since Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And um, I like the chemistry between the two of them. And there's some, uh, as I said, I like this concept. I like this sort of cat and mouse game in a uh, confined location where he's sort of just rushing around uh, the train and sort of every time he fails he sort of obviously he gets put back into it and then he uh, figures out new stuff on every new attempt
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of a cool take on the whole Groundho- uh, Groundhog Day formula. Yeah. and I think it's, the film kind of comes across it's like a mixture of deja vu and Groundhog Day mm-hmm. and I know what you mean I, I've re-watched the film as well a couple of months ago and I
0: as well, I didn't think it held up as much as I thought I it would. We had a, a nice discussion about it once uh, where we talked about sort of the different uh, timelines. Yeah. In the, uh, because this is a movie that you can talk about a lot. Because yeah. there's, it well, you've seen th- it recently. I think there's sure. so many little details that you forget quite easily. Yeah. There's that one scene... Because um, obviously, I don't want to spoil, spoil anything, but um, there's a scene in which um, he calls his dad... Um, and uh, it's hard now to talk about it without giving anything away, but that is a a, a great great scene because um <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, difficult to watch that, <laughs> great, great scene though
1: It's a cool film, not on the level necessarily as later films to come on this list, I think, but if well, you like action course, yeah. films it's, it's 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 a pretty great one
0: yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I just I, I had to put it on there for the concept alone. but yeah. um yeah, check it out. source code.
1: All right, uh number nine. <laughs> a film that I didn't like initially when I saw oh, well I liked it but I didn't like it very much when I saw it to be honest okay. but now that I rewatched it I don't know why maybe it was just the mood I was in but uh, I don't know I loved it I watched it yesterday night and I don't know why but I had a great time watching it and it connected so much with the characters uh, the film we watched it together in the sneak preview Demolition <laughs> I this has been like a be running.
0: This has been like a running gag between the two of us because you. I remember you not liking that movie because yeah. there was a person like who, who was talking the whole way through or coughing or what was the what was the thing?
1: Yeah, something like that. I think.
0: Yeah, that was the tough cut, very tough cut for me. It did not make my list.
1: All right. I mean, I get. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool film. Now really. we watch it. Like I said, the time first time I watched it, I I wasn't a huge fan because I think, first of all, the experience got kind of spoiled in the cinema for me. Yeah. And second of all, um, I think it's kind of my own fault. Just I knew this movie was coming out and I was looking forward to it because Jake Gyllenhaal. But a fault of my own is <laughs> I don't watch trailers. I don't look anything up uh, what the film's about if I can. Yeah. All new were uh, like the genres, which is like comedy, drama, I think even action mm-hmm. for some reason. And just from the poster, I expected something so different and then watching the film, I kind of waited for the film to kind of start and was kind of surprised by what it was actually about. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of a weird experience seeing it the first time. But rewatching it, I just loved the characters because there's this one scene very much in the beginning, which I knew the scene, but I forgot which, which film it was about. And I thought about this for months and months. And then a couple of months back, I finally remembered because the film is about a man who, at the very beginning of the film loses his wife in a car crash they're both in the same car and then he just ended uh, ends up in the emergency room and hears that his wife is dead and he's kind of left cold by all of this he it seems like he has no emotions at all yeah and he tries to get a snack from the vending machine some m ms yes and the machine doesn't give him his candy and he's quite upset about this and starts writing a letter to the vending machine company <laughs> yeah and by doing this, he kind of backs up. So, right, I tried to buy these M&Ms because of this and that. And to be honest, it's because my wife just died. So, well, it's kind of an unfair thing to just uh, uh, throw at you. So, let me give you some context and kind of tells his life story and how his marriage went. Yeah. And l- writes letter after letter to the customer service department of, I think, Champion Vending Machines, it's called. Mm-hmm. And a, wife, uh, a a woman uh, who's played by Naomi Watts kind of reads all of these letters and becomes fascinated with the guy and then they kind of form a relationship, not necessarily sexual or anything, just two people kind of looking for something or someone. And it's such a sweet story of, I don't know, then he, Jake Gyllenhaal meeting the kid of this woman. Yeah. And he's quite emotionless at times, but he just became so honest after his wife's death wife stuff, and for some reason starts putting uh destroying things or uh building them apart
0: yeah he tears tears down like his house doesn't he yeah
1: and just the relationship with the kid because then they kind of do some stuff together because he's like not a very responsible adult that time because he just kind of says fuck it to everything yeah and just beco- him becoming so honest and doing the things that people like think about during the day but never kind of do yeah is such a refreshing kind of thing, and I think he does it just so well. Jake Gyllenhaal. And I it's just kind of hard to kind of now see somebody else in that role because I think he just embodied that and just how he acted
0: so well. Yeah, I mean, well said. I, I got nothing to add to this one, too. It's been, I haven't seen it since. Since I mean, this movie came out like almost five years ago, I think, yeah, 2015 or something like that. Um, but I remember, uh liking this a lot and also as you said the, the relationship between the especially between the son and, and him is uh, great because they get up to some weird shit or crazy yeah.
1: shit <laughs> <laughs> and sorry I just want to say this in case you hear any of these films and you want to watch them like I said Octor is on Netflix Demolition you can rent on Amazon Prime
0: okay. just so you know cool yeah um I did not do that. <laughs> I'm hoping that you w- w- you can add wherever this is available nowadays. What was your uh, first pick?
1: Uh, it, was, it was source uh, code. Source code. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I I'm not sure if it is anymore. So
0: it is available on Blu-ray at my place. Uh, <laughs> Just come on by. Yeah, come on <laughs> over. <laughs> but um, one last thing about Demolition. It's directed by uh, Jean-Marc Vallée, who did like Dallas Buyers Club, Big Little Lies, mm. and um, Sharp Objects a fantastic director um <laughs> no really i'm not a huge
1: fan of sharp object
0: but i know that which is still a mystery to me but uh, <laughs> have you seen big little lies
1: not yet okay but i'm looking forward to it yeah
0: we'll do that on our kidman kravitz with a spoon special or uh, let's do this uh, what's <laughs> the last shailene woodley yeah <laughs> <laughs> all Right. what's your number nine all right i need your help for this one because this we'll is a movie see. that we can't talk uh, that I, I don't know how to talk about my number nine is enemy all right, it's
1: a little further down my list. Okay, we'll, so we'll save, save the discussion. It, but, yeah. I got you.
0: Okay, cool. It's perfect number, because then I won't have to talk about it at all. Just, perfect. Uh, you talk about it. Also. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If I, agree. You,
1: if I hadn't seen it recently, I wouldn't have been able to talk about it either. Yeah. I think. It's I, a mindfuck. Yeah, because if you haven't seen it recently, and you, I watched a couple of videos kind of trying to interpret the story, which yeah. make a lot of sense to me. And some of them kind of confirmed what I thought and some, I don't know, were something completely different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, otherwise you can just describe scenes, but you can't really describe a plot, <laughs> That's to be great. honest. Uh,
0: all right, my number eight is End of Watch. <laughs> that is uh, genuinely also one of the toughest cuts.
1: Ooh, all right.
0: Didn't yeah. make it. Didn't make Surprised. it. Surprised. But genuinely almost did.
1: All right. Yeah. All right, uh, so End of great Watch. Great Yeah, I had to rewatch it to... I don't know. I, I'm glad that I rewatched it because I, I loved the first time but I wasn't sure if it was as great the second time and it is. It's just so much fun. It's like this action film which is also quite deep at times just seeing the setting because I think it's also kind of uh quite uh, it's, it's a good time to talk about the film seeing all about all the police violence oh, because yeah, it's sure. about police officers working in LA in the most crime-ridden neighborhoods in LA. And played by Michael uh, Michael Peña and mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, who played partners. And the thing is, they seem like such cool guys just between them.
0: The chemistry is fun. amazing between the two of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, extremely. And I, I think I read that quite a bit of what they said is just improvised, which is great. And you just see them having fun in the car and just being friends. And you see how much they love each other and giving them... Uh, giving each other shit for various things. But then you see them on the street and how they deal with people at times and just seem so violent and so, I don't know, and they kind of seem proud of what they did. And if they shoot somebody, say, yeah, I got somebody. Yeah. Like, so detached from the world and what you should be feeling uh, for doing such things. But then you kind of see what they see on the street at times and it's just so fucked up. And you see that how they kind of take it home and how much it touches them Mm -hmm. and then you kind of see why they become so violent because i don't know it's such a broken system of so incredibly crime-ridden neighborhoods and then you have to go in there and then you have to be a figure and see uh, such terrible things and then you become even more violent which probably makes the other person even hate you even more Uh, and yeah that's why it's kind of a it's it's very funny just the scenes of them being in a car together but then when you see the kind of shit that might happen on those streets and if you dare to kind of see it, uh, how much it can affect you and those yeah. little details. And I think uh, what I read is Michael Peña and Jake Gyllenhaal went for a couple of months on ride-alongs yeah, with I was real say, LA yes. police officers. And apparently in the first day Jake Gyllenhaal did this, he witnessed the murder. Yeah. Which is a tough thing to I remember do for research. Hearing that too, yeah. And you see that he embodies what I think L.A. officer mentality is so well.
0: And this is why this film is so great, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you also got those elements of like his private life, then I think he meets Anna yeah. Kendrick. Is that? Yeah, Anna Kendrick. They marry each other. Um, and
1: there's this cool scene where in the car and they're singing. You know what? Uh, which scene I mean? I
0: don't remember that one, no. May- oh, vaguely, vaguely.
1: Yeah, like in a road trip to Vegas or some, uh, somewhere, and then this car... and a uh, song comes on the radio and they kind of start singing back and forth and apparently it was unscripted. Okay, They nice. were just supposed to be sitting in a car and doing sh- uh, stuff and the director was in the backseat filming and they weren't appara- uh, uh, aware that he was filming already and the kind of song came on they kind of start singing back and forth and he started filming and they, they didn't uh, know that this scene would end up in the film <laughs> until <laughs> nice. they actually saw it which makes
0: it even cooler. I love movies that do that or actors that do that and directors yeah. who sort of cherish that. Because those are the most, obviously, the most realistic scenes because they are real. And um, one of my favorite romantic comedies, or not even comedies, but romantic movies, is called "Drinking." What was it called? "Drinking Um, Buddies." "Drinking Buddies." Also with Anna Kendrick. Well, apparently the whole movie was um, improvised. There was no real script, and it's just people talking, and it's just so genuine and real. And um, it just reminded me of that when you said Anna Kendrick was improvising.
1: Funny enough, I looked this film up yesterday to see if I could rent it somewhere. And it is it is on Prime, so I'm looking forward to it. finally seeing it. How did, how did it.
0: you? Uh, why did you think of that movie?
1: Uh, I kind of thought about I know different films, and I don't know how I kind of came to Punch Drunk Love and uh, looked it up if it's on Prime. Right. And then thinking of Punch Drunk uh, Love, I thought about Drinking Buddies because <laughs> I know drunk, drunk, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was just looking <laughs> for films mind. to kind of watch uh, the couple, next couple of days because. Watching and rewatching kind of some of the these uh, Jack Gyllenhaal films uh, made me think of other cool films that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Wanna see. All right. It, it,
0: yeah, End of Watch was a tough cut, and um,
1: Dude, I'm surprised j- what else is on your list because <laughs> it's quite different so far. Well,
0: except for Enemy. Enemy, yeah. Um, well, the one movie that I have I, I'm, the that I'm not sure if you have seen, there's only one that I'm not sure that you've seen, is Mm -hmm. my number eight, and that is um, October Sky.
1: This is one of the four films that I was missing.
0: Okay. So, uh, October Sky, that's very early, Jake. It's 1999, I believe. Um, It's directed by Joe Johnson, who did like the uh, Captain America film, the the first one, and many other things, of of course. (laughs) But what I love is that it's, again, Chris Cooper versus Jake Gyllenhaal, which is, they've worked together so many times. They worked in Demolition... Jarhead, uh, uh, October Sky. There was one um, one other thing, I think. Uh, I can't think of it, of course, right now. What was the other thing? God damn it. Chris Cooper, another thing. Jake, Hall. They worked together so many times. Oh, no, it's actually only those three. <laughs> did I say Demolition? Yeah. <laughs> you did, yeah. yeah. Demolition. He plays his father-in-law. Yeah. And he plays his father in October Sky. Mm-hmm. And it's about... It, it's so funny because... I wish I had seen this movie as a child because this genuinely feels like one of those childhood movies that I would have loved and re-watched over and over again, like these adventure-type movies that don't really exist anymore because this is a story about... It's a, a true story about just some kids at school who um, witness um, the Russians um, exploring space and there's mm-hmm. like this whole event about it and they're looking at the sky. Everyone look at the sky. You can see the satellite passing. And then just like Jake Gyllenhaal is like, I want to do that. I want to build rockets. And then he he, uh, he has his two uh, best friends who sort of like make fun of him because they're, they are more like the cool kids in school. They don't want to be like the nerdy type kids. But then Jake, uh, he's like completely infatuated with the idea. And like, I want to build rockets. And um, his dad is Chris Cooper. He He works at a a mine a coal mine and he has his life all planned out jake gyllenhaal as soon as he grows up he overtakes the mine he is everyone in that in that town every man has to work in that mine once they grow old and jake just like no i don't want to do that and then he actually approaches the nerdy kid at school who's the fucking shermanator from american pie <laughs> <laughs> really yeah uh, uh... <laughs>
1: Always the nerd, the poor guy.
0: Yeah, I've never seen him in anything other than American Pie. <laughs> and I was
1: like, that's that's you. <laughs> I just love it that you could say Shermanator, and I think everybody's got uh, a picture of this guy in his mind.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I haven't even looked at I I, I hope it is him. I'm, I'm 90% <laughs> sure. I didn't, I didn't look it up, but it, it, might, it has to be him. Because it's also like, I think American Pie was also like 1999. So uh, yeah. they're very nice the early 2000s. Uh, oh, 1999 (laughs) alright the second one was and it's interesting because you got that relationship between Chris Cooper and and Jake Gyllenhaal who like Chris Cooper's like the strict dad who's like he wants doesn't want his son to sort of chase his dreams and build rockets and do stupid stuff like that because it doesn't lead to anything but then you got Laura Dern as well who plays his teacher Jake Gyllenhaal's teacher and she's like encouraging him to enter the science fair and do these things and he can get like scholarships for college and stuff and it's just about a story it's just a story about uh, a kid chasing his dreams and um, it's That's really really cool good thing. yeah it's, it's got those classic uh, childhood adventure vibes also with the music yeah, this is orchestral epic music <laughs> in the background and yeah, I got goosebumps a couple of times. It's a very sweet, sweet film. Cliche, of course, like cl- cliche ridden. It's cheesy and you may- maybe know where it's going to go, but um, it's still a fun ride. And you, you do see some early signs of Donnie Darko in this just because of his <laughs> looks, like his um, uh, eyes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he's mad. Because this is like two years before Donnie Darko. And I was like, this, you could see this guy playing Donnie Darko two years later. You can, or maybe the director of Donnie Darko saw October Sky and was like, yeah, do that. <laughs> stare the same way again
1: maybe yeah I mean some uh, some of his expressions in Donnie Darker you can also kind of see in Nightcrawl just with him not blinking yeah at times oh dude we'll get to those films <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs>
0: yeah that's my number 8
1: dude it's a cool film I would have loved to see it especially I kind of love like space stories or like yeah well it doesn't space yeah
0: it is very, it, it, it is a grounded uh, yeah <laughs> and <laughs> well, sorry i surprised
1: I, you actually ended up in space
0: yeah um, it's directed by Joe Johnston johnson Uh, yeah i'm sorry i had to look it up because i wasn't sure (laughs) (laughs) not johnson johnston (laughs)
1: all right right, uh my number seven i think is definitely on your list i don't know where it is but my number seven is zodiac
0: yeah that is higher for me
1: yeah i just want to say i rewatched it and i loved it I, i was like all right this is a good fincher film (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I was like, I don't know, it's fine. I never loved as much. People did. Now rewatching it, I absolutely love it now, and I would have loved to put it higher. What? Yeah. But what? the other films on this list are just as also great. Wow. And yeah, this is I this is a nine for me, and still it's number seven. This just Jesus. tells you how. I mean, Okta is also a nine. Demolition, I've watched like an eight, and I just want to say this is how much. I just love Jake Gyllenhaal's, uh, his films. and just want to say, dude, even when
0: nine is like
1: this high up on the list because there's so many other great films that I want to talk about.
0: There's one film in particular that I'm very interested in if it made your list, but we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> all right. I think I know which film you mean, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, but um, all right. I mean, we'll just go straight back to you because my seven is Donnie Darko.
1: All right. Yeah, that's going to be a little higher. <laughs> A little higher, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then we can start our Enemy uh, discussion because number six is Enemy. All right,
0: please take it away.
1: Yeah, so, so Enemy is a Denis Villeneuve film, a director that we're both great fans of. And you kind of, I don't want to say introduce me, you make me aware of this director because I've seen Prisoners. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And then we were in the cinema together, a sneak preview and you said, all right, so I'm hoping that uh, Sicario, Sicario will come. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the second time we went to the sneak. And I wasn't that I I wasn't really aware of Denis Villeneuve at that time. I knew Prisoners and I really liked it, but I that's pretty much it. Then Mm -hmm. I saw Sicari with you and I loved it, and then I kind of started watching more of his films. Yeah. And now I'm a huge fan of his. Top three directors for me, yeah, uh, yeah. Hundred percent. I think he's like one of the best directors working today. Yeah, and he's got Dune coming
0: out this year. Yeah, Uh, which apparently a trailer is supposed to drop. Uh, soon I, don't, I know you don't give a shit about it but uh, I do <laughs> yeah I'm
1: just excited that it's actually happening yeah but anyway Enemy is a very 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 surreal film and it's not a film with like a sad plot or like a film with it's not a traditional film
0: not at all it's well you you can summarize it in within like one sentence a yeah, guy meets someone not who looks really just like him
1: <laughs> that's not really what the film is about and again nope. kind of but yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal is plays a history teacher and then he somebody recommends him a film and he sees the film and notices that one person in the film looks exactly like him. Like, mm-hmm. exactly like him. And he kind of looks him up and kind of starts and then kind of finds this person, wants to meet him, and it turns out they're exactly alike. Like, they have the same scar, they have the same everything. Yeah. And it kind of starts with this very weird uh, beginning of the other Jake Hall, the actor Jake Gyllenhaal, in this very seedy club, sex club, watching mm-hmm. people and a woman kind of trying uh, about to stomp a spider, and spiders are a very prominent uh, theme throughout the film. Yes, and the really cool film about this film is that Nevanov made every uh, everybody who worked in the film, all the actors, write a non disclosure agreement that they wouldn't reveal what the symbolism of the spiders are about. Okay, <laughs> and he never explained it. Yeah. It's up to your interpre- interpretation and he doesn't want anybody to know. But then again, I watched a couple of things. kind of explain them? Yeah. I don't want to spoil it necessarily because it's, I think it's the way you're supposed to watch the film, in my opinion, is just watch it, have the experience, then maybe look it up and then watch it again.
0: Fair enough. In my opinion. I remember the, uh, the videos because uh, yeah. I, I, after I saw the film, I also looked up some interpretations and I remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense yeah but um, I just remember this movie being a total mind fuck and it also yeah. was scary as hell at times because first of all I'm not a big fan of spiders I mean that <laughs> hey. doesn't that doesn't help I mean, but just who is? The, but just the way <laughs> yeah, fair enough but just the way some spiders are shown or like they yeah. are revealed there's that one particular scene I mean for god's sake I mean
1: the very uh, the very end
0: yeah no a couple of scenes yeah which yeah, are yeah. just weird yeah I think we're thinking about the same one yeah um, but it's just uh, a crazy and it's got I mean um it's so it's so hard to talk about this one. It, um because they to also y- have like these two the the two girlfriends who also look somewhat similar. Yeah, very blonde and Yeah, pretty. <laughs> very blonde and pretty. Yeah. Yeah they are. That is my Tinder buyer if you if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what for you or what, what you're looking for? No for me. No no uh, describing I, myself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it. Yeah. it, 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 it what uh, this it's it sounds so, I don't know, so uh, stupid, or uh, that we can't really discuss this film. But as you said, I think you should really go into it not knowing a lot, and then obviously, if you're interested in the interpretations, then look up certain things online, and then maybe watch it again. But this is really a film that is sort of uh, to be seen, that yeah. is uh, best if you don't know anything about it.
1: And the thing is, after watching the film again, I can't stop thinking about it. About it. Especially a couple of uh, very poignant scenes, yeah. or that I don't know, you just can't get out of your head, and I've been thinking about them constantly since. And that's why this film is quite high on my list. Yeah, yeah usually it just stays with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm
0: usually not a fan of of these films who that leave everything open to interpretation. Yeah. But um, if you got like a great director, he sort of still manages to to uh, engage me, and then I do want to think, I do want to sort of dissect the film and sort of. It it uh, makes me want to discuss it and makes me want to think about yeah. it,
1: dude. I want to discuss it as well so much, and maybe we can have a discussion at uh, some point, maybe over
0: a beer. But I'll have to rewatch it, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because there's I, so
1: many things that I just want to talk about and get your take on.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but yeah, I mean,
0: it, one other. Th- th- there's that scene where like they, they're like, their hands, almost. I don't know if they touch or not, but they're like they're like checking each other out when they first yeah. see each other and you just see a shot of their hands. I remember yeah. I, I, took a I took a screenshot of that mm. when I saw it. Um, I took a picture of it because I thought it was just such a, a a cool image.
1: It really shows the two personalities because them kind of staying opposite each other and because they look exactly alike but they're not alike at all. Yeah, And just you see the guys are, show me your hands, just points out his hands and has his hands there like you would. But... Then we see the other guy raising his hand, the other Jake, and you just see him shaking because he's so nervous and the other guy is so cool at the moment. Yeah. It really makes you see how different they are and just sees how... It's just a perfect example of how great an actor Jake Gyllenhaal is. Yeah. And saying... I don't know. A lot of people, I think, kind of see the Oscars as like the ghost you think if an actor is great. Which they shouldn't, which they really shouldn't. I know. But they do. And like in so many films, oh, from the Oscar nominated actor, so-and-so, or... And I think he has one nomination, but there's so many other films that he should have deserved one. Yeah. And I think he is an actor who should definitely win at some point. He has yes, to. of course. Because he's just so amazing. He's one of the great actors, even though he hasn't gotten all the nominations he deserves. 100%. Yeah.
0: I'm sure he'll get one. And even if he doesn't, then... Uh, we'll Everybody knows he should have one. Yeah. We'll spe- <laughs> We'll continue to spread the word of how great he is. <laughs> and as many other His people... two fans. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Number six, right? My number six. Or is it yeah, is it my number six? Yeah. Yeah. My number six is Wildlife. Alright. Tough cut. Tough cut. For me. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Was that the film you wanted to make my list? No.
0: Alright. Was and that the one that you thought it was?
1: Either that or the
0: other one. <laughs> gotcha. Alright. Well, Wildlife, I remember um, seeing this at a film festival and it just completely blew me away. And it's not really the story that did it, because the story is very Like it's not like I don't want to say it's nothing special, but it's a very straightforward story. It's about a a sort of similar to marriage story. It's a film about divorce and it's about um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. He's married to Carrie Mulligan and they have a son together. And then Jake Gyllenhaal, he sort of I think he loses his job and then he decides to uh, become a firefighter. Because, uh, or he wants to help in the forest because yeah. the forest is on fire and he sort of disappears from the family. And um, that leads Carrie Mulligan's character to start having an affair with uh, one of her students, I believe. Yeah. Because like she's a teacher.
1: He's, uh, he, she's a swim teacher and he's like yeah. this big businessman.
0: He's much older than she is. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds wrong when I say student, but. Um, uh, it's played by Bill Kemp, who I m- uh, mentioned last week, who was in Dark Waters, a guy who was, <laughs> who was in everything. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then it's sort of about Jake Gyllenhaal returning and finding out about the affair. And the film is very much told through the son's perspective. yeah, Much more so than in Marriage Story, which is something that I wish I had seen more in Marriage Story. But um, Wildlife sort of tells the story of the child. And I think, first of all, all three of these actors are fantastic. And I Definitely. remember I remember that everyone raved about Carrie Mulligan. And and also like they I couldn't believe she wasn't nominated. For me, honestly, the standout was the the boy. I think his name was like Um God damn it. Mm-hmm. I, Ike Ike. No, that's the other guy. God damn it. Hold on. I want to oh. mention his name. He deserves it. Um he's called Oh
1: God. I got it actually open while. I left. Ed
0: Oxenbold. What yeah. What a great name. What a name. Um, and yeah, it's, there's, um, there's that one scene at the, um, uh, and <laughs> we're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Obviously, he's great in this movie as well. It's a very mature performance of his. He's very subdued yeah. and he's got this, um, he sort of ends up, he is subdued at the end but then he sort of does <laughs> explode when he finds out about the affair and he confronts the guy he has an, uh, she has an affair with and um uh, also confronts the wife, the wife about it. There's this is one scene where he just goes like boy oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> it's such a weird uh, phrase to use but uh, he sort of manages to pull it off and not to not make it look or sound ridiculous because you're boy oh boy oh boy
1: well, I think we should have we should also mention this film is set in the 60s or yes. 50s yes so it's, it's quite a different time in how people talk and react
0: yeah absolutely and um, once again for me, this has one of the best end scenes ever. Because I remember, yeah, I remember right. thinking this ends like after one particular scene. I was like, okay, this is where the movie ends. I would have been fine with that. But yeah. then there's one other scene that they attach at the end, um, and uh, it's incredible. And I had like literally had goosebumps all over, um, all over my body <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that scene because I was like, goddamn it. This, obviously it's directed by Paul Dano yeah who um, um, you mentioned before yeah. um, and great he actor. also worked with Jake on Prisoners uh, great actor and now a great director and writer he yeah. wrote it together with his wife Zoe Kazan Zoe. Yeah. who plays, plays. <laughs> in Big yeah. Sick and other things
1: and her great uh, grandfather was like this big Hollywood screenplay writer yes who made, or director who made On uh, the Waterfront yes Mom Brando uh, it's called he's called um, Eliza Kazan is it Eliza? Mm-hmm. Eliza? He's got a very feminine... Name. <laughs> Is that right? I'll take your word for it. I think Eliza. Or I think it's Eliza.
0: It, there's no... Uh, E-L-I-A.
1: Let's look it up. Elijah. Elia. Eliya. E-L-I-A. Oh, sorry. Elijah. E-L-I-A.
0: Elia. Yeah, Eliya. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, it's got a... Yeah, I mean, great people making the movie and great people starring in the movie. And just, again, that ending scene, it reminded me very much of the end... Well, not the end, just what the, what you can do with a look. Just like yep. in La La Land at the end where Gosling and, and Stone look at each other. Uh, this is not a spoiler in terms of what this look means. It's just amazing as to what great actors can do with a simple look.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought the exact film, uh, thing when I saw the ending, so I'm gr- uh, glad you had it on your list. Yeah. And I love the film. I think it's a great film that was really into it but the thing is why I didn't put it on my list is because he's like the film is like one and a half hours long approximately and he's in the film for about half an hour that's very true and that is why I didn't put it on my list because I think it was great but I think there are other performances where he's greater and that's why I put Demolition in there not uh, and not Wildlife it was between the two for me and the reason I put Demolition is just because his role is bigger and a bit more interesting I think
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I was yeah. I was confused when you said it's an hour thirty. It's an hour forty-five. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> correct you, but I was like, this is not. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember this being this short.
1: <laughs> well, all yeah, right, hour forty-five, fifty yeah, minutes. No, more, yeah. no, sorry, it's fine. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your uh, five? Five. My five. I know it's on your list, and I know it's going to be higher. Nocturnal animals. That is higher for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, uh, absolutely love the film, but <laughs> yeah, there are a other nine, films... It's a nine out of ten. <laughs> it is. I know. <laughs> and they're just, but there are other thing, uh, things where his role is bigger. And for me, it was when kind of trying to put the films in order. It was also about how big his role is and how touching and how iconic his role is. Role yeah. is. So, yeah. Sadly, it's only a number five.
0: My number five is Brothers. It didn't make
1: my list. I, I wow. wasn't a
0: huge fan of it, to be honest. See, I love this movie. I really love this movie. And I couldn't... I never... I was always surprised when you said you hadn't seen it because this is yeah. how it has got like two, your two favorite actors making out. Yeah. What's that about?
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, I, yeah, I love uh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal in this and I love Natalie Portman.
0: I think they're great in this film. But I really love their performance What are you going to say now?
1: I didn't like...
0: Dude, that is honestly the most controversial thing you've ever said. He's fantastic in that movie.
1: I know, and he was nominated for like Golden Globe and I... Was he? uh, Yeah. The film was nominated for him as best support uh, or leading actor, I think, and was uh, nominated for something else, screenplay or... or, I don't know, score, I think. Yeah, okay. I think it says in the Blu-ray you gave me. Uh, But I wasn't a huge fan of his and like the story with him being in Iraq... uh, Afghanistan, sorry, Afghanistan. And, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the scenes between Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman. Yeah. I thought it was way more interesting. And But I okay. I would love to see the Danger original and see how it's different, especially the the war scenes.
0: I disagree with uh, that. I know, I know. No, but it's fine. But yeah. obviously, the story is uh, Toby Maguire, he's a soldier. He goes off to Afghanistan and then he uh, is suspected dead. And Jake Gyllenhaal plays his brother, who sort of takes care of the family that he leaves behind, Tobey Maguire, who, yep. that is Natalie Portman, his wife, and I think he's got two daughters, one daughter? Yeah, two daughters. Two daughters. And um, then Tobey Maguire's character is suspected dead, and then Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman kiss. <laughs> well, I don't, it's not really, I don't, I, they don't really, I don't, it's not really set if they actually start an affair, if that's like a one-time thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But then, um, first of all, the chemistry between the two of them is off the charts, in my opinion. Dude, I would one... love
1: them again in the film. You would love I what would love it. To see them again in the film yeah. together. Yeah. They're amazing.
0: Because I mean, that scene where they, um, they're they sort of getting closer to each other or um, where they're sitting in front of a, a fire stove and just smoking and talking also felt very real and yeah. um, very great. And um, obviously, then Toby McGuire's character, you do do see some of the war scenes then, and he has to do some horrific things in order to return, because it turns out he isn't dead after all, and um, he did horrible things in order to return. Then he comes back, and then everyone's obviously shook that he's back, and uh, he does confront Jake about, uh, there's this one... Also, in my opinion, great scene where they like at an ice skating yeah. park or whatever, and the the two guys are just sitting watching the family just uh, ice skating, and then Toby Maguire's character is just like, "Yeah, did you fuck her?" It's like, Hall is like, "What? What are you t-? like?" Totally uh, taken aback by that, and um, I, th- I, in my opinion, Toby Maguire is Oscar worthy in this film. In this film, I really, really? do think so. I, yeah,
1: I, I wasn't a huge fan of some of the scenes. I mean, it's just. It's kind of cool to see him especially being so jealous not necessarily just of the relationship between Gyllenhaal and Portman but also of how his children now kind of prefer their uncle over yeah. him because he is just so absent
0: yeah, b- b- Also, to there. Yeah, because he's got PTSD. He's completely yeah. traumatized by the horrible things that he had to do. And that's, that's it, also interesting. I think the film shows both sides. It shows the trauma yeah. from the a real interesting part is the, the trauma that Tommy McGuire goes through and then also the chemistry, the real great chemistry that uh, jake has with him and jake has with natalie portman and i think it's just mm. a very interesting film i
1: think it's kind of sound maybe a little pretentious uh the thing is uh, a thing that i can kind of also didn't very much like also in the toby Maguire storyline in the scene where he had to do some horrible shit yeah it had didn't have any impact for me because just not from performance as perspective, but from a filmmaking perspective, because okay. in the scene where he does it, it kind of you just instead of hearing the noises of those horrible noises the scene would have made, they just play music real loud and then he just screams and then it's over in about two seconds. I think if they had done it and just shown what he had done and just if you do this, it makes a horrible sound, I'm sure. And if you know what a scene I'm talking about, you know what he's doing in this scene.
0: That might have been for rating reasons. Could very well be. But it's
1: R-rated. I looked it up afterwards, yeah, and they say, fuck, a lot. So (laughs) I uh, I was like, all right, did they want it to be PG-13? What's the reason here? And I looked it up. It's it's not. It's R-rated. So they had no real reason to not do it. Well, it was an artistic
0: choice, I'm guessing. I
1: know, I know. I think, but it just didn't felt... uh, As impactful as it should have, I think it's just all right. He did it, but if he'd actually shown him do it, and just instead of just blaring loud music over it, I think it would have been way worse, and or
0: rather, way better. Yeah, I mean, fair point. Fair point. Uh, I do think he is fantastic in the film, and so are the other three, like the other two actors. I think it's a very, it's a stellar cast, and I think it's a very, very. Realistic portrayal of something I know very little of, and I can't yeah. say if it's realistic because I, I haven't gone through the things that these people have gone through. But for me, this is it, it just completely worked. And uh, I think this is one of his most underrated films. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen Brothers, so please check yeah. out Brothers. I think it's great. It's and I'm probably wrong Sheridan, about
1: it. Tobey Maguire's performance apparently, everybody's not a opinion, never wrong about it, perceived I know,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Uh, it's written. Sorry.
0: It's yeah. written by. Uh, <laughs> now no one's gonna watch this. it's Written by <laughs> David Benioff, uh huh. the Game of Thrones guy.
1: Really, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and as you said, the the original movie is uh, Susanne Bier and, and Anders Thomas yep. Jensen, who are fantastic filmmakers. Yeah, I actually know I was these people. Very interested. Yeah. yeah.
1: you actually know them.
0: Actually, good friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know their work. I know their work. Yeah,
1: Susanne Bier is cool. She's something cool, very cool Danish films.
0: Yeah, is it Danish? Yeah, yeah, Danish. and it's directed by by Jim Sheridan, who is a uh, very acclaimed director. He did like In the Name of the Father and My Left Foot with, uh, uh yeah. Day Lewis. Uh, yeah, and uh,
1: he did In the Name of the Father as well. Yeah, oh, cool, dude. In the Name of the Father is a movie that I absolutely love, and I haven't seen My Left Foot sadly. Uh, but I thought Paul Thomas Anderson is the only director he worked twice with. Well, there, there, there you go. Huh. <laughs> All
0: right, good <laughs> to know. Yeah. yeah, right. What's your number four? My
1: number four is Brokeback Mountain. Just because it's such an amazing perform. <laughs> it's an amazing film. It's just such an amazing film.
0: But yeah. I watched this for this show. The first this time? Was, this was the big movie that I was missing. Oh, wow. And? It was so... Such a drag.
1: <laughs> that's but, controversial. But
0: it did not make my list. But I did not hate it. I was great. it All just right. I had such a tough time watching this film. I was like, "My God, just get on with it," because it is like <laughs> fuck, a two hours. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but let's talk about it. Obviously, this is maybe the movie that he's most known for. So uh, yeah, and it's this one Oscar nomination. Yeah. And it's... I don't understand that. Dude. Is he? This is for me. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt yeah. you, but this is for me. This is Heath Ledger's film.
1: It is. It isn't. That's. I, I wasn't sure if I put, should put it in number four, but for me, it was Heath, Ledger, the Heath Ledger's film as well. And I mean, he was also nominated as supporting actor, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, I think it's just a beautiful love story and how they tell it and how real it gets with how people would, I think, kind of react to this. And Jake Gyllenhaal said a beautiful sentence about this film because obviously, I think everybody's heard of Brokeback Mountain. Everybody knows what what it is about or has seen it at some point yeah. I'm sure of it it's like the film yes especially a romance film and it was kind of snubbed at the Oscars everybody said and I think it should have deserved best picture as well instead of uh, Crash <laughs> okay
0: well <laughs> I haven't seen Crash but that is supposedly the worst best picture winner ever <laughs> I
1: think it's, it was kind of a cool film the time I saw it but it wasn't the best picture yeah but yeah Broken Mountain is just of them it's it's in the 60s and it's about two not really cowboys but two guys who work on Brokeback Mountain herding sheep yeah. and they're out there all alone for months and the kind of relationship evolves and a very well at first more sexual and then more emotional yes but the thing is it's it's an uh, LGBTQ plus kind of film it's about two gay men which <laughs> you don't see a lot of plus yes yeah, well, now it's plus <laughs> yeah we have to be yeah, accurate, yeah. inclusive uh, but the thing is Jake jong said such a cool thing about it because it's about two gay men. Jake jong just said, I don't think these men even knew what gay is. Okay. And just, they wouldn't describe themselves as gay. And it's it's just not something, because I know there are words for sexuality, but those men didn't even know if they're gay. Who knows if they're even gay? I mean, they have wives. Maybe they love their wives. Maybe they're bisexual as well. Yeah. Uh, But the thing is just, and they have wives and they seem at first, at least, that they really feel for their wives. Uh, but you just see how much they love each other and just the that bond they have between each other is like that thing. And they, they can't Absolutely. get away from each other. Yeah. And just coming back to each other. And even when it seems like they kind of forgot about each other, just this
0: scene towards the end of the shirt. Yes. Yeah. I had to and, uh, rewind what he says. I actually (laughs) had to look it up because I also have to say I did not understand a a word that Heath Ledger said in this film. I did not watch this with subtitles and uh, I understand. I understand. I'm going to say most of it. But I think it's hard at uh,
1: at, like at first. It is like Jeff Bridges. It's
0: like Jeff Bridges in True (laughs) Grit. He's like, he grunts everything. Uh, Don't understand a word. Don't understand a word. You can sort of guess what he means Yeah, uh, and then they end up kissing it's like oh you must have said the right thing but uh, <laughs> no idea what you said I'm not
1: sure if it was about words but yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's a very good performance just and I think it's a very brave performance 100% 100 just like in calling by your name because I think a lot of heterosexual actors wouldn't have done that absolutely and so yeah good for them and I think it's just a perfect view of how a relationship works and how obsessed people can become of each other. And I think it's, although it's about two gay men, I think it's just a universal thing. And that's what kind of shows. Yeah. That kind of love and uh, obsession with another person is a universal thing. And yeah, I think that's just why the film's so great. I mean, I do agree. It's more of a Heath Ledger film. And I mean, they became great friends and Heath Ledger met his wife there. And I actually read that uh, Dan Day-Lewis, arguably the best actor ever, in my opinion. Okay. and I think a lot of other people's opinion as well, yeah. uh, said that this is one of his favorite films of all time. Wow. Just b- also because of just Heath Ledger's, like his favorite performance of anyone. Wow. Apparently. Nice. Yeah. I can understand that. Especially completely. like the ending scene was like his favorite in year two.
0: Yeah. yeah. As I said, I had to look up what he actually uh, uttered. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And I mean, it's got one, one hell of a cast. Uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> the, it, with the wives, obviously you said Michelle Williams, who then turned out to be... Heath Ledger's real wife, I th- yeah. think, is that the movie that they met. At? Yeah, they met there. Yeah, and Anne Hathaway, who uh, yeah. also stars with, he, he plays Jake, she plays Jake Gyllenhaal's wife, who, and then they also obviously starred in Love and Other Drugs, which I know will yeah. be higher on your list. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's got, and, and then obviously I also I, I um, I've written down the cast because it's incredible. You got Linda yeah. Cardellini. If yep. you, uh, I completely forgot that she yeah. was in there. David Harbour is in this. Who's yes. now... He
1: plays another film with Jake Gyllenhaal. No wonder I recently saw. I Does forgot he? which one. Yeah, like one or two other films. In End of Watch, right?
0: Oh, okay. And then you got Anna Faris. Yeah, <laughs> which is so weird. Yeah, and Kate Mara plays his daughter once yeah. she's older. I was like, this is an incredible cast. Um, yeah, but it's got a. it's a very sweet story. Very... Uh, Heartbreaking story, and, uh, I mean, we
1: should get back to Jake Gyllenhaal talking about this film. The scene where they at the dinner table and the kind of his father-in-law tries to defy him actively to be like the dominant man in the family. Best scene and of the Jake, film, so good, so yeah. good. Just yes. because the father-in-law just tells him that. Yeah, I just said so. You can cut that out.
0: <laughs> you don't know how many
1: times you actually say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm sure I do. Uh, no, but uh, the father-in-law just tries to defy him because they want the kid to turn off the TV and everybody, uh, every time Jake Gyllenhaal turns off the TV, the father just walks over and turns it back on. Yeah. And I means Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of... The, yeah, it's such a dick. And Jake Gyllenhaal is like, like the man of the house and he wants to carve the turkey and the father in the law just takes away the cutlery and just starts doing it for
0: him. Yeah. What a fucking... Yeah. And then he... Yeah, then he, yeah, he completely annihilates him and then he, I yeah. love that little smirk that Anne yeah. Hathaway has. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I
1: just loved that scene. That's... It's it's just it is a great performance in my opinion, and that's why I put it so high. Now that's no, why I put it above Nocturnal Animals because just the performance, the weight of his role in this film is like bigger in my opinion. Yeah, although I, said, I love Nocturnal Animals,
0: I didn't I didn't hate this by any means. It just it didn't make my list, but I yeah. completely understand why people love it. Um, and that scene also that smirk it reminded me of if you remember in Three Billboards, um, where like she talks to that. Uh, pastor or that uh, priest who comes to visit them yeah and he always he wants to talk her out of using the billboards (laughs) and she's just completely annihilates him and then there's like this shot of his of her son just slowly starting (laughs) to smirk (laughs) (laughs) fantastic Yeah, yeah all right all right what's in number four my four is uh apparently or not apparently but um uh i'm sure in many people's uh, estimation his best performance ever that is Nightcrawler
1: it's a bit higher
0: it's a bit higher yeah alright let's talk about it later what's right. your 4 uh, 3 sorry
1: my 3 is Prisoners which is going to be a bit higher for you uh, I suspect
0: it's going to be a bit higher for me yeah
1: yeah alright <laughs> alright then we can just skip oh no sorry it's your number 3
0: well my 3 was your I think 6 or 7 which is Zodiac what was Zodiac alright All let's
1: talk about that yeah my number 7 7 yeah
0: I mean it's a fincher film I right? know. I mean it's got to be <laughs> high up on my list it,
1: if it wasn't in your top 3 you would have been extremely
0: surprised <laughs> but I, I, once again I do not I I kind of agree with you this is not um I don't revere this film as much as other people do um yeah. I like it a lot I think it's great but um first of all it is a long ass film I think it's yeah, a, almost 240 or something yeah, yeah. it does take its time which you could argue is necessary and also helps the film sort of create its mood and, and, and tone.
1: I mean, towards the end of the film, it spans nearly 40 years, I think.
0: Yeah. as and I, I wanted to say that on Brokeback as well. That also spans like 20 years, yeah. that, that story, um, which I didn't know beforehand. I thought it was just like a weekend up in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised I mean, that's
1: what they kind of come back to.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Zodiac, it's uh, the true story about the Zodiac Killer in the San Francisco area, I think, um, who, uh, is still to this date uh, unconfirmed yeah I mean we yeah. don't know who he is uh, so. and there are theories there are theories and, and this movie yeah. sort of tackles these theories as well yeah. um, well if you go by this film it is actually pretty clear who is the Zodiac Killer but um, but the
1: thing is is that just how they portrayed it because they kind of base this film on a very popular theory who it is on a book yeah and I think they're uh, they're so many things that happened and i mean i'm sure there's a lot they had to leave out and i think if you leave that out and you kind of portray this person differently who knows i mean just from the facts if they are true everything that they showed it seems very clear but who knows it means a
0: big yeah but it, big it is thing. it is based on the book by the yeah. guy who is portrayed by jake gyllenhaal who's yeah. uh, robert graysmith i believe his name is yeah a cartoonist who sort of gets obsessed with this he works at a newspaper with along with robert downey jr yeah and um, he gets obsessed with the Zodiac killer and sort of tries to find him and uh, sort of investigates this. And then he starts working together with Mark Ruffalo's character, who's, I believe, a police... Uh, uh, detective. Detective. Yeah, yeah. And they team up and sort of... Uh, or they don't actually team up then, but Ruffalo's like, yeah, I, I can't help you. And then Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he doesn't uh, give up. He sort of keeps yeah. pursuing him. And... It's just in term if you're looking for a serial killer crime investigation film, you won't find many better ones just in terms of craftsmanship. Because uh, I mean, it looks and and just it looks incredible, and the tone of the film is just quite quite something.
1: But I have to ask you, when is the last time you saw this film? Because there's a, a certain scene that I want to discuss so yeah. much, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it recently, I saw so, it like a year ago. All right, because I would love to kind of do a kind of a little spoiler timestamp and talk about this scene let's do it because towards the end of the film Jake Gyllenhaal is investigating so alright spoilers ahead if you haven't seen the film check it out definitely definitely check it out so he's investigating uh, who the so killer could be and he gets this anonymous call check out this guy he wrote the movie posters for this and that and he, oh the basement think,
0: scene yeah. yeah
1: and then he is at the other guy's house I want to talk about Rick Marshall because he wrote the poster and the guys don't know he didn't write the posters I did yes and they kind of see that this... Apparently, this handwriting sample is the closest thing they've come to the Zodiac Killer. Yes. And he's, like, so freaked out. But then they kind of don't discuss it a lot after that. I mean, why is he not more of a suspect later? I mean, I get it. Arthur Leon is, like, the guy, and that's what he sees. So that's right. what they focus more on. But they don't really talk about why... I mean, he could be his partner, I guess, because he's... Here's somebody upstairs... Uh, when he's like down in the basement, he's like, "Is somebody upstairs?" And he could not
0: react. By the way, is one of the sort of creepiest scenes. Creepy scenes where he's like, "Yeah, uh, it's down in the basement," and yeah. it, it, there's a callback to a to earlier uh, dialogue. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is like, "Not a lot of people have basements in California." Yeah, yeah. I don't actually. Uh, it's a good question. I I, I don't remember is, it. That's irritated me so much the first time that I saw it, and I I, I
1: had less of a problem the second time because I felt like. Maybe he's this, like, accomplice, but yeah.
0: Sorry. I think, uh, I remember now that you say, it, I think I had the same thoughts. I was like, this guy must be the guy. Yeah. And then I was like, why aren't they pursuing him? But I think it must be just because they are, as you said, it's Arthur Lee Allen or whatever his name yeah. is, that the guy. And then they sort of, uh, they're sure that it's him and then they're chasing him yeah. rather than pursuing someone who they have less evidence uh, of that makes sense I don't
1: know I mean I just would have loved to see like a couple of more sentences to kind of explain that or like his theory how this kind of connected so yeah Um, but yeah it's such a creepy scene where like somebody's up. so are sure you're alone at home so yeah so then somebody hears somebody again so is there nobody else so you want to go up upstairs and check yeah and he's like no I'm fine I'm fine and then he just tries to bolt out of the door and just the door is locked and he comes up slowly behind him (laughs) and unlocks it for him so creepy dude and then he smiles Dude. Yeah. I got goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, this is kind
0: of a spoiler section.
1: I just want to discuss this for a moment.
0: Yeah, um uh, unfortunately I can't give you an answer but um I don't know. Good question. Good question. Yeah. I'm sure there is an answer. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we, we should, should read cut. the book. Maybe we should just cut. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean check out Zodiac yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's dude, uh, really do. uh, it, it, don't let the runtime scare you off I mean I just said it it is a long movie you, but, uh, but if you're in the mood for, it fast yeah. yeah I mean and it's it just the filmmakers and the, the, the actors of course as well are just at their A-game it's an incredible story
1: yeah and, uh, and it just shows us
0: uh, a variety in roles just how
1: more held back and shy and more nerdy is and dude he's not a nerdy guy in real life he's like <laughs> seems very outgoing he's very yeah. Well built and just a good looking guy, but just how he portrays it, he comes off as somebody who would seem more, I don't know, held back and nobody would kind of talk to him because yeah. it seems weird. And he does that so well because in his other films, he's quite charismatic at times or so quite intimidating. Like he's so different than an end of watch, like different
0: people. Oh, dude, 100%. Uh, Nightcrawler, yeah. for example. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> range is yeah. definitely one of his strong suits. I mean, this guy can play almost anything. Yeah, definitely. Anybody. Yeah. What's your. Uh, Two? Um, my number... That was your number three, right? That was my three, yes. All
1: right. My number two is Nightcrawl. Yeah, that was my four. That was your four, right. So, all right. Let's talk about it. Nightcrawl, his maybe best
0: performance ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is why it's my number two.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah. you could definitely argue that, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. It's just... It's a very creepy film, and I think... Probably a lot of people have heard of this film. I don't know if many people have seen it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, I know you're a fan of this film as well, so I'm surprised it's only your number four. What do you mean? It's, it's only my number
0: four. You, only, you're going know, on about but, films about your number nine is like a nine out of ten. I know, my but I is. thought
1: like uh, Nightfall would be maybe your number one. Oh, so dude, no, no, no.
0: That's no. why I was uh, surprised. Wow, really? No, no, no. I'm still uh, struggling the, to pick my number one right now, <laughs> yeah, like one and time. two are so interchangeable uh well dude just Nightcrawl
1: is about this guy who works or wants to be a a reporter or wants to film accidents and horrible crimes, and he just starts off he's like this very creepy guy, and he starts off like breaking into places and well he's sort killing of- or knocking out, just beating up guards to. Steal shit.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, just a little bit backstory. He 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 uh, he's looking for a job, and then one day he's like driving along the highway, and then there's an accident, and then he sees someone else filming it, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, What's the guy's name? He he Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. He recently passed away. Um, He plays the other reporter, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm selling it to the local news or whatever, and um, that sort of starts off his passion for or his drive, thrive to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, he's just a complete psychopath in this film he is. and you see it because he rarely if ever I think very rarely in this film ever blinks Yeah, uh, to just make him more creepy and then he kind of films those acts and then kind of changes also parts of the crime scene or breaks into places just so he can get a better shot and he's very immoral and then kind of gets uh, drags bodies around and stuff yeah and he gets like an intern he's like very fucking strict and like this is business this is how we do it and uh, does like impossible things they're never okay and like he becomes such a bold like and even maybe even not really corrupt but he's a corrupted person let's uh, call it that but like such an evil person just how he talks to people what he wants from life and he doesn't bullshit around so this is what I want this is how you get it and if you don't like it fuck off Yeah. in a way and he does it and he's such such a scary person because at the beginning you just see him breaking into places and you see he's like and he lies he's like absolute constant liar if anybody asks him about something he just lies <laughs> like where does this come from there and there and doesn't even like blink an eye yeah yeah and this is why this film is just it's so unnerving it and is it's such a great performance and there are other films like I put prisoners at my free and I prefer prisoners as a film but Nightcrawler is just what a fucking performance and just you see this guy and it's like a person that I've that I've never seen before in a film yeah, and that's he does it true. better than I could imagine anybody else, like DiCaprio or something like that. Great actors, but I couldn't see them in this role.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's got like some of the most tense scenes uh, in film uh, that I remember. That that yeah. scene where they are like at this, they're, they're stalking this diner, whatever yeah. it is, with the intern as well. It's just uh, you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time. Uh, yeah, it's quite remarkable that this movie works, and that's a testament to. Obviously, the filmmakers, I think Dan Gilroy directed and wrote this, but I think it's really a testament to Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: And I think it's also, like, in pretty much every one of these films, he's, even if like, the protagonist is always kind of a good guy in some way. He's never really a bad guy, but this is one of the few films that I know where the villain is the main character. Yeah. And it's never apologized for, it's never like, oh, he's about to get his due, no, he's He just gets better at what he does. Yeah, yeah. And even more ruthless. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what in a way, what Suicide Squad should have been like, just villains being villains. Just I know, it's a completely different (laughs) film. What a comparison, yeah. But I think it's like a genre that's very much missing from mainstream uh, television or cinema. Yeah. Bad guys being the protagonist and... I mean, it's just a fascinating uh, psych, uh, psychological thing to kind of get behind and wrap your head around yeah. because it's rarely that a bad guy is the bad guy to, even towards the end of the film. like Often like, oh, I kind of get why I was wrong. Oh my God, I have to be better or now I save somebody. But no, <laughs> throughout the film, he's just the worst person that you could ever meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, well said, I agree. Yeah. Alright, what's your number two? I'm excited.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean, I'm looking at it, and one and two are interchangeable for me, and All I'm right. just going to stick with what I wrote down. My number two is Prisoners. Alright. Dude, yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it, controversial, maybe, and now you know what my number one is. We'll get to it, we'll get to it.
1: And dude, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, we'll get to it,
0: we'll get to it, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, let's talk about Prisoners. In my opinion, like, I just talked about Zodiac yeah. being a crime... Like one of the best crime investigation films. Yeah. I think Prisoners is right up there, too. It's, it's, it is somewhat different in his the way. The character is so different. No, for, for sure. Yeah. But it's also like the, the way I think Zodiac is much more like police heavy work, yeah. and Prisoners is more like a, it's a father who's trying to find his missing child. Yeah, played by Hugh Jackman, who's also fantastic in this film, um, and yeah. but then obviously uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Detective Loki, uh, who then also wants to find, he wants to help uh, figure out what the hell is going on and where these missing children are, because yeah. uh, two families their 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 uh, children are missing, and uh, I mean also directed by Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. we talked about like we uh, said Enemy, uh, on Enemy and
1: great director and it's I, fantastic dude and i think they both enemy and prisoners came out the same year prisoners a little earlier although yeah. enemy was made earlier than that mm-hmm. and dude yeah dude it just i hope they work together again because like one of the they best will. directors one of the best actors yeah and he's like such a badass and he's not like a badass in like i know max Pain, uh, sorry, Max Payne, Matt Max, or like Max Payne, you know, is somebody a, is a like, badass. <laughs> also, yes, yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know, like somebody Fast and Furious, or like those over-the-top badass. He's like so. He, he doesn't say a lot necessarily, but when he does, and just his presence is such an authority figure in what he does, and he just knows what he does, and yeah, such a cool character.
0: Yeah. Fuck me. But you could also so say the cool. same thing about Hugh Jackman's character. Like just in of terms course. of the, his and presence and authority and stuff because this is a guy who's like completely losing his mind for the right reasons. But, and
1: it's perfect. Just, yeah. and, I mean, that's how you would imagine you would react. Maybe not. Maybe you would be completely in shock. Uh, but that's how you would think you would react. And, I mean, the prime suspect in this film is Paul Dano. Yes. Who plays this very, maybe like even mentally retarded a bit. I don't know if that's the politically right word. for it. I'm sorry if it's not. But yeah uh and he's just he almost childlike but he's like found in the, the uh in the rv very much at the beginning who they think uh the the children disappeared in? yes and there's, he stays like the prime suspect what a uh, tense scene that is
0: right Where are just walking down the street and just sort yeah. of looking around that uh van
1: and there's a scene where in the J, uh, hugh jackman i think is watching him because he's Convinced that he took the children, and you think he's like this childlike and kind of sweet character at times. And you just see him walking the dog, and he just pulls on the leash and kind of chokes the dog for a bit and then just lets him go again and then walks normally. Yeah. And you just see how mentally distraught he is. And just, I think Prisoners is one of the films, it's tense all the way through. Yeah. You just, you cannot let go. It's just so tense, especially when you don't pause it. I think you really shouldn't, because it's like this very tense film that we have throughout the film but it's perfectly done. If another film da- does that, I think just keeps you on your toes all the time. You cannot get bored, I think, or just it's maybe gets yeah, a bit too much, but this film paces perfectly.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I think the other thing that sort of um, elevates this from the other crime films is that you got so many scenes that stick with you. You got yeah. that scene where <laughs> they torture uh, the main suspect in that mm. uh, bathroom. or Not bathroom, yeah. but... Uh, I was, think it's a bathroom. bathroom. It's yeah. like this
1: building on a construction just yeah Yeah.
0: the things that the the the, the parents go through in order to figure out what the hell happened to their children um are just literally incredible um and also you got you got that scene you got the scene where jake uh jake's character he also confronts another suspect and then he finds all these boxes in his uh, apartment where i don't i'm not going to say what's in it now but your mind sort of plays a trick on you there you're like oh my God, what is happening? And then the sort of interrogation scene with that suspect. Just so many scenes that stick with you, which is just yeah. a testament to great filmmaking. Um, and also like the very end. I know yeah. some people don't like that. I That's think... It's great. I am I, I, I don't love it. <laughs> the very, very really? end. No, I don't love it. I, but I don't hate it. I'm just like, okay. I, 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 I'm sort of torn uh, with that. one. I don't quite know why they would end it there. It's like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't quite understand that and also I think sort of the reveal of what actually happened in this film and this might also be controversial I don't think that the story the reveal is sort of what sells the movie it's more of this the, the, the path that leads to it because the yeah, reveal the is setup, like yeah. yeah the reveal is like okay I, I think it's I, also
1: I, pretty great. It kind of shows yeah. you. It kind of calls back to a couple of scenes earlier. Yeah. No, for also sure. With the boxes. Yeah, it is very
0: smart. Of course. Of course yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, but it's sort of. I think the the the, <laughs> the 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 path is more interesting than the actual goal.
1: Yeah. But just talking about Jake Gyllenhaal because this is a great role of his, and I don't want to say exactly what the scene is about, but towards the end when he's driving the car, and yeah. I think you know what I mean. Not yet. Oh, All right. yeah, oh
0: so yeah yeah, the, at the very yeah. end yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah.
1: dude what a scene and the thing is I the first time I seen it I saw it in the cinema I was on a date great date by the oh way. really wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <but> the, <laughs> tell us more <laughs> the thing is in that scene I when I rewatched the film like a year ago or something like that or two years ago yeah the thing is I knew what would happen but I was still so ten- I was on the edge of my bed yeah. and I just <laughs> I don't know I just, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know. I agree.
0: I agree. I remember I watched this with my with my dad at the cinema, and um, one of my favorite movie going experiences, just because of the uh, the film is just incredible. I love I love Prisoners, man. I think everyone has to watch Prisoners. They should watch it if they want to watch a great great mm-hmm. crime film with stellar performances.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Right. What's your number? Oh, well, I guess I know what your number one is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I think it's quite obvious now. yeah it
0: is for me I think everyone else might have forgotten already
1: alright the thing is everybody who knows me I've talked about this film As a, uh, yeah I, I'm very sure I've talked about this film with pretty much everyone because everybody knows I'm a huge fan of this and it's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah and it's Donnie Darko the thing is about this film I I love it it's like a 10 out of 10 for me but I've se- I looked it up and I haven't seen like four years almost right i used to watch the the first time i watched it i what used to watch like daily and at times like three times a day i was obsessed with this film
0: you watched this movie three times a day there were like two days in a row i watched it
1: two, two, three times a day yeah i don't know why and then it was like pretty much every day like weekly i think in like about a month i've seen it nearly 20 times right (laughs) i don't know
0: why (laughs) it's a testament to the film
1: it is. I got obsessed with this film, and I think I saw it at the right time when I was like in the right mindset at in my life when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, and it just gripped me, and I was like, "All right, I love this film," but I haven't seen quite a time, some time, and I don't know. I watched it so many times. I don't know if I even like it. I I think if it's even that great anymore, it's just I build up that much in my head. Right. So I was kind of hesitant to rewatch it because I. I just got what your number one is. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm glad, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I I rewatched it and I don't know why. But I just fell back into it. I For me, this isn't a film anymore. What do you, what do you mean you I don't just, know why?
0: You've always loved it. <laughs> I know,
1: but I don't know what it is about this film. that I mean, there are some things that I love, but I don't know why after so many years of watching it and watching it again and... I know every beat of the story. You just every love Patrick f- Swayze. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But just <laughs> seeing it, and I don't know, this is not a film for me. When I see this, I do not feel like I s- I'm seeing a film. This is just an experience, and every time it feels so personal. And he is fucking great in this film. Jake Johan sells this film so much. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not his greatest performance. It's quite an early performance. It came out in 2001. He was like, I don't know. 21. Yeah, 21, 20. uh, I don't know when they filmed it. So it's yeah. like 1920 or something like that when they, they filmed it. They
0: filmed it in 1920. That's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> <It's, laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that I have it. <laughs> <laughs> complimenting myself, that's a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's got a cool
1: cast also. Like, yeah, Patrick Swayze, it's got the very first feature film performance by Seth Rogen. And it's the very yeah. first line if in any movie. That's not a movie, selling point, yeah.
0: Is I like your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you fell in love with the film.
1: <laughs> and, but he kind of plays the school bully, which is not a role he usually plays now. Yeah.
0: Now he's more the one who gets bullied?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, he's like the cool stoner guy, Very I guess. True. Very true, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, this film... oh uh, Sorry. If you don't know what the fuck this film is about, I think everybody's heard about it. I don't know if everybody's seen it, but it's about Donnie Darko, a young guy who's still in school, like 17 years old or something like that. And he wakes up one night and he kind of sleepwalks and hears this voice and says, follow me closer, closer. And then he kind of sees this guy in a bunny costume, in a very creepy bunny costume. It's not, It's got like this very weird face very scary looking, and tells him that the world is going to end in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. And I was so proud that I still remembered that number after so many years. And uh, yeah, and while he's kind of talking to the bunny, a jet engine from a plane falls exactly into his room and it would have killed him, but he wasn't at home. And after that happens, he kind of keeps seeing this bunny and has uh, weird visions, and the bunny tells him to do stuff. And kind of a countdown begins to... The 28 days, 6 hours, 22 minutes, 12 seconds later, which is around Halloween. Yes. And I think it's got a great reveal and it's great ending. And just the scenes that happen throughout the film are just amazing. And the very end of the film got spoiled for me. Before I even watched it, my brother was like, dude, what a cool film. Check out the ending. It's such a cool scene. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I watched it later and I knew what what's, uh, what would what happen towards the end, but I still loved it and i credit this film for doing two things for me i'm sorry i'm going such a rant but no it's no 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 you no, no, you're a not big no, you're film not. for good, me all good all good but the thing is it introduced me to joy division which i was a huge fan i heard them before <laughs> that but yeah this like love will cherish apart plays in this film and i heard joy division before that through my brothers but this is what really made me aware of them and i became obsessed with joy division for a time like obsessed i got their albums and and i looked everything out watched the movie which is also great. I read the book, everything. And it also introduced me to Echo and the Bunny Man, Great band, which I still love. Some of the great, great albums. And yeah, but the thing is, this film, if you watch it, and I have to really emphasize that, watch the director's <laughs> yeah, cut. I was waiting for that, yeah. Yeah, because I always watch the director's cut. It's like the popular version. It came out like three years later in 2004. And it is the best version. Because I watched this film so many times uh, in sorry, director's cut and then I saw it in theatrical version and I didn't really like it. It was alright because it was Donnie Darker, but it really shows you how much, how freaking important post-production and editing is. Because it is the same film but a couple of different scenes, it's a couple of different edits and different music they put in there and just the special effects a bit different and it just makes or breaks the film. Yeah. so do yourself a favor and when you check it out choose the director's cut it's a div- completely different film I think so yeah sorry What's your what are your thoughts on I like uh, Donnie Darko Donnie <laughs> Every, we watched it together for the first I showed it to you yeah. we watched it at your place
0: no, no dude I, 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 I can't add anything to that I, <laughs> I was struggling to put it on the list yeah because I also haven't seen it in a while uh, that's the last time I saw it with you and I only saw it once um so I, I know how much this means to you and I, I who am I to sort of add add anything to that? I mean uh, if you don't want to watch it after your uh, plea or your uh, uh yeah, statement there, I I'm not going to you know yeah. you're not going to after me saying it's a it's a good film yet. <laughs> it's got uh, a nice cellar door I remember is a, a, Dude, one of the a good words with
1: Drew Barrymore with who's Drew in Barrymore is. yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah i mean it's but i
0: know it's visually very uh, very cool and i like yeah. the uh the, the the twists and turns i like that yeah I, and I mean
1: the film sorry i just have to add a couple of things more just the sound effects just the sound editing in this film are amazing there's this one scene where he like sees frank the bunny yeah in his bathroom after he like takes his pills because he's a schizophrenic and has to take his pills and then he kind of sees frank and he one reaches out his hand to touch him but there's this invisible wall and the yeah. sound this wall makes it's just such a cool scene then later with the knife and I just every time I see this scene I get goosebumps or another one where he's like at this psychiatrist and then oh, towards yeah. the end and he screams I don't know if you remember the a scene, lightning
0: but, or thunder or something like that
1: Did no it's know? it's like a mild spoiler I'm gonna just gonna say it listen away for like five seconds He's in his psych, psychiatrist's office, and he talks about Frank, and he's just screams, "I can see him right now!" And then he cuts to Frank just standing in the middle of the room with like the sound effect, looking at him, really creepily. How is that a spoiler? I don't know. Like, <laughs> if you s- anticipated it, it's maybe not. Oh, right! You're just taking away the, the
0: the the scare, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I've seen it. Probably more than 40 times over, like the eight years that I've seen this film. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: still get goosebumps and it still kind of strikes me. So, and also got like, doesn't his real life sister play his sister in this movie? Maggie? Yeah, M-
1: Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's the one thing I can add. <laughs> <laughs> just check out the film. I mean, yeah.
1: it's just, it shows, it shows so much promise in what Jane Gyllenhaal does later in his acting yeah. and he's great for his age and dude, it's, it's an amazing film. Yeah. Maybe not his best performance, just seeing he got older, he got better at his craft, and he's just an amazing actor now. But it's just such a cool scene, uh, such a cool film to see him where he was at that age and how much he could do. And it's it's just a cult classic.
0: It is. Yeah. It is.
1: All right. What's your best thing that you've seen from uh,
0: Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, that's right. Uh, well, it has to be now Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which was also the best thing that I've seen on our Amy Adams special. And it it's... Is, yeah. uh, Difficult because we had that on the Emma Stone special as well, where you said um, my number one uh, didn't really or she didn't really have a lot of screen time in that, and that kind of no because when you talked about nocturnal animals, you mentioned that Jake is not really in it for that much. I mean, he, he kind of is, but I, not. It's, it's it's I was difficult. kind of wrong.
1: I think because the last time I saw it before when you talked about it in the Amy Adams special it was in the cinema, and I just rewatched it like a couple of days okay. for the first time. Yeah, so he's in there more than I thought he was.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just love this movie for its concept and for its director. (laughs) I (laughs) fell in love with Tom Ford after I uh, saw this movie, who's obviously the director of this film is a a fashion designer, a very acclaimed fashion designer with, as I I think I mentioned it on the Amy Adams special, with one of the greatest voices I've ever heard. If you want (laughs) to listen to some interviews, just listen to this guy talk. It's incredible. Very, very um, charming guy. And he made Two films so far. He made a single man with uh, Colin Firth, and now he made Nocturnal Animals. And I, I just hope he's going to do something again soon because usually t- it, he tends to take uh, a long time to to make movies, unfortunately. But they turn out great. And Nocturnal Animals, it's it's um, what I love about it is basically Amy Adams gets sent a script written by her ex husband Jake Gyllenhaal, and then you read she reads the script. And we, as the viewer, get to see the script she reads as a film inside a film. And um, there's just so many visual things that are so genius because, for example, there's a painting in the in their house, in, in Amy Adams' house, yeah. and then a scene that plays out in the film looks like the painting because she sort of visualizes the painting as the setting for the scene.
1: Yeah, the one with the, like, the gun, uh, guy with the shotgun?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Like this... Photograph or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and um, I just love that aspect because once you once things are revealed throughout the story, why he sent her that script, once things are revealed as to how their relationship ended, it sort of makes more and more sense the story that he wrote that, that he wrote, and she sees parallels between the, the story and their relationship, and what I also love is that there 's a character in the script who is played by Isla Fisher. And there's always yeah. like this funny. So cool. Yeah, it's always like... Amy Adams always gets confused with Isla Fisher in real life. And I love that the character inside the screenplay, she is supposed to be Amy Adams' character, but is played by Isla Fisher, which I just think is uh, such a smart little wink to the audience.
1: But it's also such a cool thing because, like you said, it's like what she imagines to yeah. read.
0: Yep. That's why the
1: main character looks like her ex-husband. Yep. Uh, jake gyllenhaal and why maybe she imagines the woman who's also redhead to look so much like her like she imagines someone like herself but not herself in the script right yeah
0: and yeah and and where where jake shines in this film is sort of as the protagonist of the script story Uh, as a guy who uh, i mean we have to mention obviously michael shannon is in this yeah And Aaron Taylor Johnson, Johnson, who's maybe the star of the film as the villain as Roy,
1: completely snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah, it's funny because he he won the Globes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and he wasn't even nominated.
0: No, no, Shannon was nominated for the Oscar though. Yeah, but he was on,
1: uh, but not for the Golden Globes. Yeah, so weird that they kind of switched it up. I mean, he's amazing.
0: I love him. Ray, sorry, not Roy. uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson plays Ray, Um, just a guy who. uh, There's this one. I think it's like 15 plus minute. Long scene where they're like on a highway, and um, yeah. uh, Ray, uh, the, the character, yeah. um, sort of ambushes them and uh, kidnaps Jake Gyllenhaal's daughters. I think it's daughter two, and wife. Daughter, sorry, daughter and wife. Yeah. And um, yeah, incredibly incredible scene. Such a tense scene. And then the the story is sort of about him uh, getting revenge on Ray for what he did in that in that scene. I mean,
1: honestly, that scene—I was actually afraid to rewatch this film. (laughs) That scene was such a heavy scene when I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, and it just had such an impact on me, and I just felt that scene for just when we watched it. I was so uncomfortable, like I rarely am during films, and I was yeah, I was afraid to rewatch the film because uh, the scene. I mean, if you make it to uh, over like the half hour mark, you kind of made it, and then it's not as bad. But that scene is just brutal just an absolute nightmare and you're like dude get out what is happening just please help them somebody fucking help them and it's just you're screaming inside your head because it's such an intense scene fuck yeah. me
0: and he plays that sort of desperation yeah really well jake gyllenhaal
1: and what are you supposed to do in that scene uh, in i know situation? yeah no just yeah absolutely yeah
0: <laughs> and we talked about it as well on the amy adams special i mean the opening scene alone <laughs> Great, yeah. Great scene. I mean it just takes you aback. What the hell is going on? What are we <laughs> watching here? Um but uh yeah, I mean as things are revealed then why he sends her that script and sort of as I mentioned, um, things are just also incredible.
1: A film that I I think we've discussed this before, but it's been years since then, like two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to discuss the ending with you again because it's quite contra- no, controversial, but like it's very much up to inter- interpretation why yes, this happened. It is. And I would love to talk about it with you. I don't know if you... I mean, we've very much... It's been a long episode. I don't it's know what you want episode. to talk about in this episode, but at some point I would love to discuss it with you.
0: Yeah, I feel like... Uh, and I also really, that—that that is something that I don't want to spoil because yeah. um, even if we now put it in the time codes, maybe some people just... I think we haven't spoiled anything massively in this episode so far. Have we? Uh, (laughs) What was the one spoiler thing we did? For
1: Zodiac, but it's not that
0: bad. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Once again, Zodiac. I mean, the big spoiler of the film is that they haven't found the Zodiac Killer in real life. And that's not yep. a spoiler. If you know that going in, then... I
1: think it's even better if you know it because it can yeah. be quite disappointing. Like, right. oh, who is it? Who is it? And they have a... There's like a big theory on who it is and if yeah. you feel like this person it is. But just seeing the end credits and seeing it for the first time when it started like... But like they never caught him. So what's kind of the point you think for a moment? But if you know that going in, it makes it even more interesting. Absolutely.
0: That's very well said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, my, that's my number one. That's the best thing I've Dude, seen. Yeah. It's an amazing film. And yeah. I
1: would love to have put it higher on my list. It's a number five, but as a film I preferred over Brokeback Mountain, maybe even over Nightcrawler. It's hard to say. Yeah,
0: Dude, yeah. I, I agree. Performance-wise, if we were to talk about performances, it's always difficult to, to yeah. balance performance and movie. I think Nightcrawler would be higher on my list too. Yeah. And, but he's done so many great performances and uh, movies. What do you got on your honorables to wrap this up? Because so we have been films. going a while.
1: Yeah, like wildlife, of course.
0: Yeah, uh, Sisters Brothers, Proof, Jarhead. I thought Sisters Brothers would make your list.
1: I I would have. I, I loved the film, but like Jake Gyllenhaal was again not especially my highlight. He wasn't in that as much, and I just loved the film because of Joaquin Phoenix and uh, uh, fuck, um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, thank you. Yeah. And yeah, I I did love the film, but I think there were other films, just again performance-wise, that I. Uh, would want to put ahead of it. Yeah. So yeah. It was my number nine that it was mostly between Demolition and Wildlife. Gotcha. It
0: I mean like one b- your yeah we talked about uh you mentioned uh we talked about uh, maybe all of my honorables except yeah. one I just want to give a quick mention to The Good Girl. That was I, a this tough the cut I, dude. Have you seen ah, that? Dude,
1: I want to watch it the, like the four films that I hadn't watched or that I really want to watch before doing this was The Good Girl,
0: girl October
1: Sky, Moonlight Mile, and The yeah. Bubble Boy. Yeah, or but, Bubble but, Boy. Yeah, but I was
0: going to say, for example, Bubble Boy and Moonlight Mile. I don't think those movies had any chance of making a list. Yeah, I, I, mean, haven't them I haven't like, seen them either. I haven't seen them either.
1: Dustin Hoffman, like,
0: yeah, but I, I don't even one. know if he's got a big role in that. I think he's like his son, doesn't he? isn't he? Maybe. Maybe I mean, he's wrong.
1: on the poster and he's like the second or third one built.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm, so I'm wrong. So. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen that one either. But The Good Girl, I mean, that was one of those films. where it Was like. Jennifer Aniston and Jake Gyllenhaal made a movie together uh, in yeah. 2002. I was like, what? How, how is no one talking about this film? And it's actually really good. Uh, and it, it's it also, it also stars John C. Riley, for example. I just yeah. want to give a quick rundown of the cast because it was, ridicu- was also ridiculous. You got Jake Gyllenhaal, Jennifer Aniston. You got Zoe Deschanel as a very, very small role. Then you got John Carroll Lynch, who's also in Zodiac, Yeah. the guy we met in real dude, life. Dude.
1: Yeah, he's just perfect for that role. Yeah. And sorry, Nah, sorry. Just keep talking. I would we'll just want to give two fun facts to Zodiac after you're done.
0: Yeah, no, it's got John C. Riley, Tim Blake Nelson.
1: Really, I think he's a cool
0: actor. He's incredible. And um, Mike White is in this, and he also wrote this. Mike White is the guy who also wrote School of Rock. He's Ned Schneebly, the original Ned Schnibble. <laughs> you know who I, I know? I know he, you know who he is, right? No, I don't. No, I just the guy who did name. No, <laughs> who is it? Jack Black's friend, who he impersonates. He pretends to be Ned Schneebly and works ah, at the school. Yeah.
1: That's why he's, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's also uh, in The Good Girl. And just to wrap up The Good Girl, this is a movie where I genuinely didn't know how this movie was going to end. The whole time I was like, interesting. I have no idea where this movie is going. And it does actually have some Woody Allen movie wi- vibes where it takes some uh, cool. dark turns that I didn't expect. I think Jake really Gyllenhaal would have
1: been perfect for a Woody Allen film. <laughs>
0: well, it's but. not too late
1: yeah I don't know if he likes
0: him and uh, for example it's also The Good Girl is directed by uh, I wrote this down Miguel Ateta who did Youth in Revolt a movie that I know oh, you've seen as cool well yeah. yeah I mean uh, there you go
1: <laughs> and yeah, just two very short fun facts about Zodiac first of all he got cast in Zodiac because of The Good Girl because apparently uh, Fincher and Jennifer Anderson are friends and he was like do you know who was like your favorite actors that you've worked with and oh, she's Jake Gyllenhaal and they're apparently very good friends Gyllenhaal and Jennifer Anderson yeah so that's why he got cast. And second of all, because uh, user, um John Carroll Lynch. He got cast also in this film because there are real-life recordings from who they think is the Zodiac Killer. Because people have... He, like, called, like, the police station or other places, and they apparently talked to him for a short time or something like that. That's, all right. That's, he, like, called a 911 operator at some point or something like that. And they actually got her to, like, listen to recordings from audition tapes and... Asked who sounds the most like the Zodiac killer? Wow! And she said, "That guy." Yeah. Wow. That might have been a bit, a bit of a spoiler, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's put it. <laughs> no, because
0: you said the name before. It's Arthur Lee Allen, and as soon as Arthur Lee Allen, i yeah. just afraid. Uh, yeah, we'll who see. They
1: yeah. Who do you think then it again, is? Yeah. Then again, it's not sure if it actually the 911 call was like the Zodiac killer because the Zodiac killer is like they weren't sure how many people they actually killed, what is real, what isn't. Yeah. And ah, dude, this is also such a cool fan fact about Zodiac. But fuck it, fuck it. We're over time and also no. maybe a might spoiler.
0: Cool. Okay, well, if it's a spoiler, then. No.
1: It's not really a spoiler, but it's like makes the movie even cooler. Okay, go on. All right. You see a couple of attacks from the Zodiac Killer. Mild spoiler had in every one of those attacks, somebody survived because uh, David Fincher only wants to take scenes where somebody actually survived so c- they
0: could have a realistic story. retelling mm.
1: of what actually happened.
0: Genius at work. Yeah. Genius at work. Uh, and just Jarhead, I watched this as well. For this, um, I thought it was fine. I did not love this.
1: It's a cool, very well-made uh, war film. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's got also Chris Cooper again. <laughs> but as we said, we, they <laughs> the
1: worked the Drill with Sergeant, it. right?
0: No, the Drill Sergeant oh. was someone else, but he's also someone who works uh, for the Marines. Oh, All right,
1: right. Yeah. Dude, what yeah. a oh, what a guy! Jesus. There's so many things we can keep on talking
0: yeah I mean we have been going for a while this is gonna be a bitch to edit yeah
1: <laughs> with like let's give it like under 120 We yeah. like I think 140
0: yeah we'll see how I how much I'll edit out but um, right. yeah a couple of assholes from you
1: <laughs> 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 that's right <laughs>
0: But yeah, We hope this sort of this list um, showed uh, how great of an actor or we sort yeah. of got across how much we love Jake Gyllenhaal and how much his filmography is something to seek out. We haven't talked about yeah. any shows because he's not been a part of shows. And I thought about putting on some YouTube videos. But then again, I wanted to. I mean, his movies like are just that, incredible. Yeah, yeah. You have to talk about them. Um, yeah. So please, please check out some of the films. Maybe, uh, maybe we maybe we showed you a few films that you haven't heard of before. And, um, or maybe just, uh, ones you have heard of before but, uh, didn't have on your watch list. Maybe you, you want to give them a go now. Uh, they're certainly worth your time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. we'll be back with another regular episode next week. <laughs> um, and yeah. please just, uh, spread the word. If you like this episode, let us know, let other people know and uh, leave likes and uh, uh, subscriptions and follows and uh, everything. We'll, we'll, we appreciate it a lot and we'll, yeah, it helps us out right. a lot.
1: Yeah. And once again, check us out on YouTube. Maybe give us a like and a subscribe. And on YouTube or on Instagram, you can see the cover art that Flo is going to design, the poor guy, uh, with <laughs> a couple of cool uh, pictures of Jake Hall and some of his iconic roles so yes. check it out and yeah Instagram and Twitter best thing radio if you want to follow us and otherwise best thing we've seen podcast on Apple YouTube Spotify pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available right so thank you so much for listening I've been looking forward to this
0: episode so much and it's been a blast yes I think we covered uh, most of his uh, career <laughs> yeah
1: I think so too <laughs> yeah
0: it's been a good one um, we'll be back next week Right. Have a good week. Have a great <laughs> time.
1: Bye-bye. <Day>. Whatever. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cook something good. <laughs>